If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now, go. This episode is brought to you by Twizzlers. Long day, late night, feeling a little bored. Twizzlers is the ultimate sidekick for any moment of the day, no matter what kind of day you're having. The perfect level of sweet and a fun excuse to sit back and relax. Unwind with Twizzlers. To buy now, visit hersheyland.com slash Twizzlers. Hello, welcome to Unequal Sequel Extra. Your, your jazz hands are just ridiculous. I mean, of stop them. Stop. 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 <laughs> Hello, welcome everyone. Welcome to Unequal Sequel. We are a podcast that mainly focuses on sequels. I mean, it's in the name of the podcast, isn't it? We, we talk about all kinds of sequels, good, bad, unequal, equal. We bend the rules sometimes, talk about a prequel now and then. Unequal prequel. You know, it still works. We did Barbie and Oppenheimer. Neither of them are sequels. No, that was just such a cinematic event. Uh, yes. Welcome, everyone. Yeah. Thank you for listening. It is now December. We are in the Christmas rundown. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, we're in the, the Christmas countdown. Yeah, countdown would have been the better we're, word. We're in the, 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 the advent calendars are out. You know, we're, we're, the elf on the shelf has been extracted from the loft slash oh, sent really from the North the Pole, if anyone with children is playing this. Awful Sorry. things. Awful. I hate the fucking elf. <laughs> <laughs> don't like it. Don't like it. Everyone stop. Stop making it a thing. Please. I don't know how it became a thing, but now I'm stuck with it. George has an elf called Kingsley. <laughs> what is he, a butler? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> He's a little Gloucester rugby elf. He's an elf on the shelf with a Gloucester rugby badge on. And they play in King at King's home, so he's oh, called Kingsley. That's, that's a good idea. When does does that end? Well, Elf on the Shelf? Yeah. When I get round to setting it on fire, I think. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know when it ends. Uh, I think as long as children keep the magic of Christmas and the belief in Santa in their hearts... Elf on a shelf never ends. Wow, it's gonna be it's gonna be eighteen going. That fucking shit, be, that elf he's moved. Gonna be, he's gonna be forty-two and he's like, that elf has eaten all my cheese. <laughs> You'd be so tired. Every Christmas doing something different. I can't think of stuff to do. I'm I'm past it now. He's just you know, <sighs> playing the guitar. I've done all the fun stuff, Dave. I've done it all. I've done the snow angels with flour. I've done the <laughs> open the cheese and put tooth marks in the open the fridge and put tooth marks in the cheese. You know, I've done hiding him in the wardrobe. I've done all the stuff. <laughs> What's hiding the wardrobe? What was what that? How's just that hide, fun? Just hide the elf in the wardrobe, and when he opens it, it kind of like falls out at him in the morning. Right. 
So like the elf is going, <laughs> terrifying. Uh, it's fun for me. Yeah, good. <laughs> right, let's go on this this cracking episode. Um, it is a, a Christmas countdown, so obviously we're going to talk about a Christmas film, right? Right. No. 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 But this is a big one. This is a good one. It, yes. Yes. We are talking about a, a film that came out on the day that like the the actual. Well, I say came out. The, the premiere, the official premiere, was on the day we're releasing this episode 20 years ago. Wow. Say that back. 20. It's making me <laughs> back feel Back when we were fresh-faced freshers at university, <laughs> just finished our first term. We had. Uh, we are talking about Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, which last year we celebrated... Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, the, the mm. 20th year anniversary. It did very well. So thank you for listening to that. It would make a great companion piece to what we're about to talk about. Uh, yeah. It would be. Yeah. Go back and have a listen. Go back. I might <laughs> even go back and have a listen. Uh, I probably should have gone this. back and had a listen before we recorded this so I know what we talked about. <laughs> that would be very unlike us. So it's re- yeah. released, are we saying the 15th of December, the London uh, premiere? No, the London premiere was the 1st of December, oh, wow. which is the day that this is coming out, this, this podcast okay. is being Why released. Okay, what am I thinking of the 15th? Ignore me. Yeah, I think it, it hits cinemas on the 15th. Rightio. Potentially. A, a big day. Um, uh, hits in cinemas on the 17th in the United Kingdom. But, oh, oh, I'm, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. 1st December was the New Zealand premiere. Of course it was. Of course, because it was in New Zealand first. Only New Zealand first. Because everyone was in it or worked in it, <laughs> apparently. So, or at yeah. least auditioned for it, according to Jared Christmas. So we're celebrating we're celebrating the twentieth anniversary of the New Zealand premiere, which is the first premiere of this movie. So yeah. Yes. But also it's probably released around the, it's released in December, right? Yeah. Eleventh of December in the UK was the London premiere and then general release on the seventeenth. Yeah. And three years in a row, it was a bloody big deal that these these films came out Christmas. Yeah. It Especially was. after the first one was amazing. And then the second one was amazing. Even better. And then yeah. the third one, I mean, uh, standards amazing. were amazing. 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 That was good. There are those people out there who think this is better than Two Towers. They're wrong, but it's still amazing. We'll get into why <laughs> we think that might be wrong, but we're also going to, I'm going to say it's a five-star film. This is a, it's a very good film. Rich. Let's hear You're that synopsis. Make me do a synopsis, of course aren't I am. you? Oh, mate. <laughs> it's a three and a half hour long film. Oh, yeah. We're doing the theatrical cut, not the extended, because the extended <laughs> was released in like March on DVD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Uh, okay. <sighs> Sam and Frodo <laughs> are fucked. Are <laughs> fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are being led into Mordor by Gollum um, with a plan to feed them to the big spidery thing from harry potter <laughs> aragon is there different names shelob aragon okay. yeah yeah aragog i think in harry aragog, potter sorry because can't call it aragon because that's too close that is really she, close. but she basically nicked it from lord of the rings like she nicked the whole spider idea from lord of the rings thought can't call it aragon because that's someone for lord of the rings gonna call it aragog instead right. but anyway yeah uh, yeah, so they're being led into Mordor um, to go and destroy the ring in the fires of Mount Doom. Sauron's army are uh, marching on Minas Tirith. Minas Tirith? Yeah. Yeah, whose king is 
losing his mind and not, eating not, tomatoes. Not no, not King. No, warden. He's just warden. Warden losing his mind and eating tomatoes in a disgusting. Oh, it's way. disgusting. Horrible. And yeah, Gandalf and the crew. The crew. Uh, Call him the, the fellowship. Show this for respect, Richard. At this point. <laughs> Um, launch an attack on Mordor to distract Sauron's gaze to give the hobbits a chance I mean you've cut out a lot there but they're... well of course I have it's three and a half hours long yeah. <laughs> I'm a pretty diehard hardcore Lord of the Rings fan and that I found that bitterly disappointing uh, there's stuff with the you know Gondor and Rohan and there's Merry and Pippin and 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 Gimli and Legolas and Aragorn they go we'll for get the, into they that, go mate. for the path of the dead to get the ghosty people that we'll get that we'll get to that <laughs> I can't carry your burden sir but I can carry <laughs> you <laughs> he's the star of this movie uh, Sean Astin uh, <laughs> 20 years ago, let's let's go into where we were, what we were doing and how old and our feelings of watching it and waiting for it and okay. participating in it. So I think we may have seen this together. Yes, we definitely, we definitely did. It was a big day. We we're in the University of, I about to say University of Cheltenham. It wasn't the University of Cheltenham. <laughs> University of Gloucester. We we're in Cheltenham. No. University of Gloucestershire. No oh yeah, good point. I went to Gloucester <laughs> once. I didn't. It's too far on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, too far. Uh, and we went to the now, which isn't there anymore. It's quite sad. It's the Odeon. Yeah, the Odeon. That was a lovely cinema. It as was well, an old theatre, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, it was. In the, it was the thirties building, wasn't it? Beautiful Very art, art deco, deco. Mm. Uh, big screen, really nice screen. Great for me. Horrible for you because it yes. it had no. <laughs> leg room no leg room whatsoever but i like to capitate no myself on the knees room. to get in uh, it's the only time where i've genuinely considered sitting on the front row of a film mm. is in that cinema <laughs> it's nicely it was nicely stacked we have another friend big dave he's six foot eight bigger than you and mm, there's there's is, one yeah. seat in the middle where there's a slight bend <laughs> and that that seat had more leg room oh wow okay yeah, it was a lovely Art Deco cinema. It was a big day for us. Uh, I think if you hear stories, I think the Two Towers, one of what, how we watched The Fellowship and The Two Towers of other friends and whatever. But me and my, we went to university with Matt Hyman, who I've watched The Two Towers with and mm. uh, did a lot of um, big geeky days watching the, the extended versions of the previous two films. Got a lot of us together. Uh, it was just before Christmas, just before we broke up. I think we yeah. pre-ordered the tickets way in, in advance as well. Yeah, we definitely did, yeah. Uh, and I think some other people were like, oh, we're going to have Christmas drinks or we're going to have Christmas dinner or something. And we're like, no. Yeah, we're like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Lord of the Rings, mate. <laughs> we're going to see Lord of the Rings, uh, Return of the King. And, I mean, anticipation was... I don't think I've gone into a film so excited for a long time, especially at that point in my life. It was a... A very we should deal. say that Dave is so much of a Lord of the Rings fan that on his stag do, yeah, the dress. It's tradition for men in the UK. If you're listening from outside the country, for us to for, for us to dress up on stag do's or bachelor parties, as you might call them, uh, we de- we dress Dave as a hobbit and the rest of us dressed as wizards. To be honest, he got off lightly. Yeah, I look normal. <laughs> he just looked like he was wearing a nice waistcoat. <laughs> it's true. I look great. 
<laughs> Not great. I've had a I had a cape as well. We had a lovely time. <laughs> your your wizard outfit looked really comfortable though. It, well, I insisted on keeping it on. Everyone else did, like got rid of their wizard outfits. I kept mine on the whole night. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Uh, so yeah, Lord of the Rings is a big deal. And watching this, three, and a, three hours, 15 minutes, whatever it is, three hours, 12. Uh, three hours and 21 minutes, oh, according flew to by. IMDb. Flew by the first time. And I'm pretty sure I saw this in cinema about five times. I'm 100% yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I saw it more than once, which is really I saw it with different sets of friends. Like... Then coming I watched home. it on my own. Yeah, I, I think went between I Christmas well. and New Year and watched it on my own just to get away from people. Because <laughs> it's a too long much time. people by that point. <laughs> so that's twenty years ago. Mm. Twenty years ago, and we both watched it this week. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't watch it one sitting because Christ, I'm busy at the moment. It seems I did watch it one sitting. Did you? I watched which is it in, rare for me. Yeah. I watched it in free free sittings, and I watched <laughs> nice. the last hour uh, as God intended on my iPhone. <laughs> oh, uh, at work on my lunch break. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> not ideal then. Not ideal, but I know that film pretty well to to talk about it. Um, still plays brilliantly. Uh, do you think it's aged well? Yeah, I think it has actually. There's not a lot of it that I watched and we were like, oh, that looks ropey. It, it, you know, a lot of it looks good. Like, you, you, no, I think it's, it's aged pretty well. Yeah, there's one bit when Frodo's kind of running into the uh, the volcano near the that's end. That's what I was going to say. In, going into the volcano, that's it, that's the only bit that looks a bit like... Mm. He, he looks <laughs> like he's running on the spot for a little bit, and it looks... I think it looked like that back then as well. I think it did as well, I think yeah. I remember going, oh, well, that's Ooh. a bit shaky, that bit. You've spent all this money on go- look, making Gollum look incredible. And, yeah. And uh, the big Pelennor Fields battle, which still... Is great, a brilliant battle, not as good as Helm's Teeth. Um, no, not as good as Helm's Deep. <laughs> it, it, it plays differently to Helm's Deep. Helm's Deep is such a, it's it's so in your face and it's so full on all the time. Like there's no break mm. from it. The Pelennor Fields, you're, you're you're cutting back between Gandalf and then Pippin and then what's going on over there and what's going on over there. Oh it, yeah. And then it, I am no man. Oh, <laughs> brilliant bit! Uh, brilliant and bit. then the ghosts come out, come out at the end, and then clear it all up, which is fun. But I still mm. think that, that for some reason that's a bit rushed. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like. Yeah. True. They sort of get through it, don't they? And then Done. it's like on to the next one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Release yeah, me. Mm. And then they do. Obviously, how do you feel about the ghost people? By the way, are you? I think they're all right. You know, I think Did you, you know. Had you read the book before? A long time ago. So I read the book when I was in secondary school. Ooh. I was about 12 or 13, I think, Ooh. quite early in secondary school. So I read The Hobbit first, and then, I was, and then I was like, there's more? <laughs> I stopped there. I didn't read all the Samarillion and all that kind of stuff. No, the extended bits. No, I yeah. read Lord of the Rings and then watched Lord of the Rings films. And then oh, I read okay. I read The Hobbit afterwards after I've seen it all. Oh, okay. But before I've seen The Hobbit in films, and now I I think I read The Hobbit every couple of years to be honest because it's it's not a it's a, it's a nice so, easy read, isn't it's it? It's such a small book, and yeah. one day we'll, we'll delve into the Hobbit trilogy. Well, that's the that's the thing with uh, with Tolkien, isn't it? He's like he created all the lore first, and then went, oh, I should probably <laughs> probably write a kids' book with it in. Like I've created this whole like you 
world in my head. Yeah. I should I should probably write a book based there, shouldn't I? Yeah. So just bash the Hobbit out, you know, something to do. <laughs> Which, I, I, is it better, the book? I, I think I might like the Hobbit more just because it's less work. <laughs> it is less work. And it, and it and it goes so quickly, the book. Boom, the boom, book boom. is loads better than the films. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. The Hobbit films, are t- they're, they're stretched too thin, I think. I think that's what's different to this film and the book. The book... And I mean, I know a lot of people take the piss out of this film for the many, many endings. <laughs> it does have many, many endings. But the book has more many, many endings. But one of those endings has my favourite bit from the movies, which shouldn't be my favourite bit, but it is. Is it You, you Kneel for No Man? <laughs> no, no. It's the bit where Frodo forgets Legolas's name. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you do, do you not know that this bit? No. When they're all coming in, like when he's waking up and it's all like... Ah, yeah, yeah. And they're all coming in and he's like... Yeah. And the Lego last comes in and he's like ah. <laughs> Remind me who you are. Like, <laughs> he says everybody's name but forgets who Lego Lass is. <laughs> oh this guy <laughs> Are you part of the fellowship? <laughs> I mean yeah. to be fair, he hasn't seen him for like since the first movie and even then it's like four minutes, so you do kind of forget that a lot of these characters haven't been together since mm. the end of Fellowship. Like, well, Frodo and, and Sam hadn't been with any of these characters for no, two movies. most of it, yeah. But ev- everyone feels so connected, which is which is one reason why the film is so good. That everyone, the st- it does feel like a big, well-told story, mm. and everything gels and melds together so well. You can sort of. Like, it's almost as if the bits where you see Sam and Frodo are Gandalf seeing, you know, because Gandalf can see them, can't he, in yeah. his mind. It's almost the, the way they cut it, it's almost like that's Gandalf seeing them, you know. That's that's why it feels so connected, I think. That's an interesting way of looking at it. I've never, never. Oh, you know, no. That's sort of the way I always sort of read it. I just thought it was brilliant edited in a brilliant made film. I it was is like... brilliantly edited, absolutely. Um, yeah. Do you know how? Do you want to have, guess what it won the the, the Oscars that year? The only oh. ever Oscars I've ever stayed up and watched because I was all so of excited. them. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it would have won effects definitely, um, and it probably it must have won editing surely. I can make but... this. The only ones it didn't win, I think, Rich, were actor, actress, supporting actress, supporting actor. Because everything else, best film, best director, best writing, best film editing, best art direction, best costume, best makeup, best music, best music original song, best sound mixing, best visual effects, all mm. went to uh, Lord of the Rings. And there, it's a bit sad because I don't think the way this film has been made is any different to the other two films. But no. it seems like they were saving it. They up. They saved it up, yeah. And then and it's, this it's is the almost payoff. all the yeah, all those awards are for all three films. Mm not just for this one. And I almost feel like it's a shame that, you know, Ian McKellen should have got best supporting, right? You know, that's... Well, in this film, there's arguments to be had for, I reckon, Ian McKellen. Yeah. I think Sean Astin as Samwise is truly amazing in this film. Like, doesn't get the credit he deserves. This film is practically his film. This is his story. I mean, it ends Mm. with Sam closing the book. Getting married. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Closing the book, being happy, Frodo's off with the bloody elves again. 
I think Andy Circus maybe in the Two Towers should have got something. He's yeah, remarkable true. what he did with that character to make that an actually 3D, uh, mm. real living, breathing character. And he plays again in this one so well, that Smeagol. Did people even get nominated? No, I don't think so. Not even a I, nomination? I think, if I'm right, Vigo might have got done for the Fellowship. But don't. Right, okay. Or, or McKellen did. Someone did get Oscar uh, nominated for Best Actor at some point. Okay. But not in this last one that I, I'm... That's not what IMDb is telling me anyway. Wow. That is a shame. Because actually, I think, as much as I love Figo Mortensen, he's not the best in these. You know, if, if if you picked out the standout performances, he wouldn't be in my... He wouldn't be the top. What, in just this film? Or in the whole... All three, I think. Um, I, do, I don't know. He's very good. Oh, yeah. But everyone's very good. <laughs> everyone's very good. And the characters and actors, you, at this point, you hadn't really seen before. Like, mm, or... True. Um... I think Bernard Hill in this film's cracking. I like uh, Fearden. The, yeah, yeah, he is. You're right. His speech he gives just before yeah. uh, the big battle. Um, the guy who Denifor, whatever his name is, plays that yeah. part. Yeah. The guy from Fringe. <laughs> I've not seen Fringe. What? <laughs> is it good? I don't, I don't know. Fringe is great, yeah. So I think the only thing I'd seen like Viggo Mortensen in was like G.I. Jane, I think. Yeah, previously. This, when he is a ho- he plays a horrible character. Like, I think he plays a not nice dude. He's played uh, a couple of other films previously, looking back, uh, but like History of Violence and stuff. And um, what's the other David Lynch film he's played? Hang on, hang on. I mean, Captain Fantastic is a fantastic film, and that's just not me making a, a play with words. Uh, on the the road is the the most depressing movie I've ever seen in my life. Oh yeah, these are all since yeah, yeah. Eastern Promises. I'm just talking about good ones. But before that, he was in Twenty Eight Days with Sandra Bullock. Don't think I've seen that. I've heard of it. I don't think I've oh, seen it. I know where I I seen him beforehand. Daylight with Sylvester Stallone. Oh right, no, have I'm you ever not seen, seen that, that film? No. He it is when there's a uh, they're they're in a tunnel in New York or something and it collapses and. The, there's a water rising. Anyway, he's a. They send yeah. him in. He's a free climber and he's very confident in his skills. He gets crushed by a rock. Oh, right. Okay. It doesn't sound. It sounds like the sort of movie you might like and I would not. I remember seeing cinema <laughs> and I fucking loved it. Quite <laughs> Stallone film. Great Vigo film. But yeah, I hadn't really known anything he'd done beforehand like, like you. And then he comes and, and does this part. And he got that part famously very, very late from Stuart Townsend he was they already started record without Vigo and oh, then, right, okay. uh, they felt and then they just decided they uh, miscast Aragon at the beginning and then pulled him in oh okay I knew that I didn't know that was like wow this is because I'm sad and I know stupid <laughs> yeah yeah you know all the kind of like lore right if you if people should go and read the Ian Nathan book about Lord of the Rings and the Peter Jackson it's fucking brilliant I don't know who's Stuart Townsend. He's in. Him? He's in. He plays Dorian Gray in the extremely, the extraordinary League of Gentlemen, where it is called with Sean Connery. Oh yeah, he's also. I have seen that movie, but I don't remember. Him. Yep, he's very well. He's also in Queen of the Damned with Aaliyah, the sequel to uh, Vam- the interview with I've a vampire. I've never seen that. No, I've heard it's bad. Yes, I've, I'm kind of <laughs> waiting for someone to pick it, but no one has yet. We'll we'll see what happens there. It's it's a bit bit weird. 
This episode is brought to you by Twizzlers. Long day, late night, feeling a little bored. Twizzlers is the ultimate sidekick for any moment of the day, no matter what kind of day you're having. The perfect level of sweet and a fun excuse to sit back and relax. Unwind with Twizzlers. To buy now, visit hersheyland.com slash Twizzlers. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> Going off top again. Lord of the Rings, uh, Return of the King. Do you want to know the uh, the Apple rating quickly? Do you want to guess? Uh, what? Oh, the, or do you want to? Yeah, do Apple you to... or IMDb. Uh, let's let's do let's do rotten tomato. Did I say apple? Oh, you said apple. Yeah. Oh, very confusing. <laughs> let's work from the Lord of the Rings Fellowship two towers to this because it's just interesting to see. Oh, okay, okay. So they're all going to be high. They're all going to be high. They're all going to be. Are we talking rotten tomatoes? Are we rotten tomatoes? Yeah. And we're talking critics. Critics never or, do. Yeah. Or both. Okay. So they're all going to be eighties and nineties, I reckon. Um, so I would say fellowship, fellowship, eighty-eight percent. Then I would say two towers, ninety-two percent. Yep. And then I would say, I don't agree with this, but it's why critics think I think ninety-four percent for Return of the King. Okay, you got one out of three. Uh, which is pretty good for you. <laughs> That's pretty good for me. Lord of the I'm Rings. Way off. You said eighty-eight. Yeah. Uh, they went for 91. Oh, okay. I feel quite rude that you didn't give it in the 90s. It's a very good film. <laughs> it is. 88's a very good score. Come on. <laughs> uh, Two Towers was 95%. And, oh, okay. And the one you got right, Return of the King, was 94%. Okay, that's interesting. So critics think Two Towers is the best one as well. Yeah, audience. We're obviously very good movie critics. Yeah. Audience scores got to be all in the 90s, I reckon. Although they're very long, which might put people off. Still going with all in the nineties. So, original the, the first Lord of the Rings ninety percent, the second ninety three percent, and the third one ninety four percent. Same as the critics. You didn't get any. <sighs> Lord of the Rings ninety five percent. Two Towers ninety five percent. Okay. Return of the King eighty six percent. Eighty six. What are they smoking? <laughs> this is what, what this is why I wanted to do that like game. Gandalf's pipe. <laughs> I, and I just want to know an audience from an audience point of view. And I mm. know Rotten Tomato is a stupid way of looking at films, but we have to talk about something. Is the is the length the thing that has put people off, or I kind of guess it the must free, be the free four endings. And let's be it's watching it back. It's not as many endings as you you remember no true you know what i mean it's, it's just yeah it's just become the running joke now though hasn't mm. it that yeah i don't know i don't know i think maybe it must be the length that's put people off right yeah well I, it is hard to make people watch these films sometimes like do you want to watch the rings and they say, oh yeah how long how long is it and then you say three and a half hours uh and then they say 
No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. True. It's tough. But the, yeah, like I was saying, the nil does that make the, you nearly cry? You nil you kneel for no man, and then everyone kneels to the hobbits? Doesn't make me cry. Oh, it it gets to me every time. Even today, sitting at work in my cafeteria bit, I was like, oh, I've got to look great here. I've got to stop this. <laughs> no, no. I don't think there aren't bits like that that make me. It's yeah. Nothing in this film makes you tear up at all. None no. of the Samwise bits. No, no, no. I don't know. Maybe it's because I know the story. Not even like Theoden dying and Erwin's talking to the last breaths. I know that face. Yeah, no, no, no. I I tend to cry at things like I don't know, like. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It didn't get me. <laughs> now, not ever. No, not ever. No, but that's not like that's not. I, I can see why it would. Just didn't get me. That's all. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Yeah. The the cutting and out of Saruman, the Christopher Lee character. Yeah. He pops up in the extended version. I mostly watch the extended version. I think normally. Yes. I didn't this time. No, because we're celebrating the 20th year anniversary yes, of the theatrical absolutely. version. Absolutely. Yeah. They mention him, but you don't see him. He's just locked in his tower. Tree yeah. says. I think that's a strange choice, to be honest. I don't know. Because in the book, famously, there's a whole chapter at the end when it turns out Saruman has literally taken over the Shire. Mm. Uh, and when I first saw this film, I was like, oh, okay, they they might be doing it at the end, but I've never liked that part of the book. I think we've had our ending now. And just imagine yeah. we've had all these endings and they still go back to the Shire and they have to fight for the Shire. <laughs> oh, God, can you imagine? People would have lost their fucking mind. They would have been getting up to leave their seats, then looking at the screen going, oh, my, what? Yeah. I mean, another hour on. Lead a rebellion in the Shire? Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so what? they just left... They left him alive. Yeah. In that, this film, they left him alive. Not the, mm. the extended version. Not the extended version. No. And it's, there is some weird cutting, like how the, I can't remember the name of the orb thing, got down into the water. Yeah. Um, yeah, like Pippin just finds it, it's right? It's just there, yeah. She's like, oh, what's that <laughs> thing in the water? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. I I prefer the extended cut, I have to say. You know, and I think you know Christopher Lee clearly does. Yes, he, he was does. Very pissed off about being cut out, wasn't he? He was massively. <laughs> I mean, what character to cut out and what an actor to. I mean, big decisions were made to. Yeah. Get this film as tight as tight as possible, and mm. then uh, I think it's quite remarkable that it runs as as smoothly as it does. Yeah. Um, especially true. for a film when you've been hearing about Saron the bad guy for what nine hours. And you never, ever get to see the big, bad, bad guy in any of these films, really. No. You see him swinging well, his finger. you don't know, because he's just an... Being. He's an eye. Yeah, just an eye. Yeah. If if you uh, didn't read the books or whatever, were you expecting the, him to pop up at some point, like return? or were you... No, because I did read the books. Oh, yeah, so. <laughs> but if you didn't... Put yourself in someone if else's shoes. I hadn't shoes. read the books. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Is that what the, the regular audience, cinema audience, were expecting? Like, them to finally see this? Yeah, possibly. Big, finally have a battle, I guess. Yeah. Big bad guy pop up and you don't. You, you, his eyes swells up and it blows up pretty much. Yeah. 
And there's also the arguments about the the, the eagles <laughs> coming to pick him up at the ending. And yeah. why like, could they drop him why off? Why the just drop place? him off in the first place? Uh, I think that in the that gets explained a bit better in the book. I think it's a, it so, does, yeah. there's a wizard that does that kind of thing. Um, yeah, yeah. But it does beg a good question when it comes to the film. It, it just the the eagles are here and they're like, Rrr. yeah, they do just sort of pop up, don't they? And these are little bits for me that makes it a little bit less best better than. Yeah, you're right. Than You're the right. two towers. I I'd mean, never very really been able to pin it down as to why it wasn't as good as the two towers I before. Can. It's Helm's Deep, and I think that's well, and I think that's what it is: is that Helm's Deep is a better battle, and there are there are too many, ever so slightly, and I mean slightly, like mm. a hair's breadth, yeah, clunky bits, like yeah. very slightly, very slight wonky bits. Mm. I think the, yeah. I think the battle's great. I love the last battle as well. The the for, for Frodo battle uh, yeah. when they get surrounded. It's all, I think it feels convenient in a lot of places. Oh, that's a lovely. You word. know, like the you know when Sauron's like tower crashes to the to the ground and the 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 the, the ground opens up, but it yes. just opens up around all the good guys and swallows up all the bad guys. Yeah. You know, like, I think, oh, it's a, it's a tad convenient. <laughs> mm. Wait, it's, you can put the eagles in there as All well. All the eagles have turned up. Tad convenient. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is. And then the, the dead people turning up on the boat, which is also quite... Mm. Oh, the dead people can just run through anyone, it seems. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Did you ever play, off note, did you ever play the computer game of this on the, the PlayStation no. 2 or the, the GameCube? I had it on the GameCube. And mm. brilliant game by the way great co-op mode if anyone okay still got it it's fucking difficult <laughs> it really is difficult and there's a level when you have to go through the the path of the dead and fight lots of oh we'll have to come around and play co-op mode on your game yeah then. yeah i've got the gamecube still uh there's also a level when uh which is set on the uh frodo and sam and Gollum escaping off skillier at the beginning, oh, okay. which is not really in... Well, it's not in the no, film at all. Um, it's not. And there's bits like that, which is quite quite fun. Uh, nice. I recommend that. And then, obviously, you can fight as Gandalf. And Gandalf is a fucking G. And then finally, in this film, you, you get to see him properly fight. Um, with, yeah. With, which is great. and Because a lot of his fighting is off screen in the others, isn't it? Like yeah. the Balrog and stuff. It's not kind of, you know, sort of... You sort of don't see it enough. And the second you know, film, like... Two Towers, he only turns up at the end of, you know, look to the the north, wherever it is, yeah. on the fifth yeah. day, and ha ha, <laughs> right out yeah, with me. Yeah, true, true. It, it, yeah, it plays so well, and I just, I'm so happy watching it back twenty years later that it still, it feels the way it feels the first time I ever watched it was was just pure delight and entertainment and and relief uh because it i think i think it stuck its ending it's many endings um <laughs> it had to stick one <laughs> and was, four goes yeah <laughs> you know i thought getting frodo's ending that he's never been the same since you know weathertop when he got stabbed really is when he's never been the same and the whole adventure's changed him and he's probably ptsd kind of thing uh mm. dealing with it and he has to go live with the elves aragon's now king he's with arwen 
uh, Liv Tyler, who's the only actress or actor in this film that I feel gets a bit shortchanged. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like she's a bit kind of bit pointless. At some points, they didn't know what to do with right. character. She got massively... Well, she got cut from Helm's Deep. Mm. Originally, she did uh, that... It was an awful um, night shoot, and everyone hated it, and she was there for lots of it. And then when she went and saw the film, she wasn't in any of it. Right. Uh, so, she, so she was pretty pissed off about that. Uh, I mean, she's got her one hero moment in Fellowship when, uh, you know, the mm. big wavy horses come and take her off and then maybe in the second one this is a dream then it is a good dream which i still love and makes me terrible she just gets wibbly angry in this one doesn't she She yes really kind of just lies down a lot what did you see you saw a child kind of (laughs) yeah 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 it's like you say you saw death but i i saw life i suppose she's more there for like you said convenience and Mm. plot points to push certain characters in certain ways in certain places but yeah i would say she's the one person throughout for the whole of this series yeah she's she's there for a reminder as to why aragon and what's her name don't hook up i can't remember yes which is. is a weird relationship right i don't think yeah. they quite handle that brilliantly no well they're sort of attracted to each other but they kind of but not she enough, takes her you know? her his like giving her a cup as saying yeah, let's get together or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, well, who knows? Middle Earth, maybe that's... Uh, but in, in the book, yeah. she ends up with Faramir. There's yes. A, there's a chapter of meeting Faramir in the hospital bit of Gondor. And they yeah. spark, and that's why at the end of this film, they're standing next to each other and they, they kind of look at each oh, other. Oh, gotcha. You're, and you're like, oh, they're, they're together. There's something right. for the fans. Faramir kind of very relaxed about his dad dying in a fiery inferno well it was well. a shit I mean it was a shit don't get me wrong but it's still his dad still when, a bit he, like... when he says you wish I, uh, I would die instead of Boromir and then he says yeah oh, I, mean, I wish that yeah like whoa you can get in the bin and then the <laughs> well he knows he has to ride to his death and it's like a dance to his death and I think it's so lovely played that scene when it just cuts to one orc come up and then you go mm. to the horses then you cut again. There's a few more orcs. Yeah, and then yeah. Then it cuts back, and good. then it comes back, and there's fucking load of orcs. And you're like, <laughs> Varen Arrows early. I mean, it's just great. And the, the, the what makes this film so good? It just makes it feel so real. Like the costumes and the the lo- New Zealand as a location itself. Mm. It's just it's beautiful. Oh, God, I want to go to New Zealand to the Hobbiton tour. <laughs> I know we have a few New Zealand listeners. If you're listening from New Zealand, please tell your friends. Yeah, yeah. Get your friends into this podcast. We really want to come and do a tour (laughs) of New Zealand. We'll come and do Unequal Sequel live in New Zealand. Come on. Just so Dave can go on the Hobbit tour, the uh, Lord of the Rings tour. I can talk talk people into that. You can't see this on the podcast, but Dave is your perfect Hobbit. He really is. (laughs) Dave needs to go to Hobbiton. (laughs) I feel like I missed out not auditioning for The Hobbit for The Hobbit. Yeah, you should have, mate. I really should have like given that crap. Martin. I couldn't mean I could have beaten Martin Freeman, but I was too young for the Hobbits to be in this film. And I do, yeah, I do kind of see myself as a lot of Hobbits. Like, if I was in this, like you said, which character would you be in Lord of the Rings? I'm like, oh yeah, I'd be Merriel Pippin probably. <laughs> I wouldn't even put myself as Frodo. That'd be the main part. I, I would be like 
elf escort number one. <laughs> no, no I might know. be a dwarf. <laughs> I'd about to say, you're definitely a dwarf. I know you're six foot four, but cut your legs off. I'm six foot six, mate. Give me two inches back. <laughs> Not long. Yeah, no, you're you're a dwarf. You, you, look okay. great. you look great with an axe. Yeah, I would like an axe. Which is so funny when you're watching all these films when you know that John Reese davis is not size of a dwarf and and yeah. stuff like that. I think they, that, they do that. So there is a lot of times you can tell when the Hobbits are played by children, but just by the way they run. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's a bit where Gandalf is putting Pippin on the back of... Shadowfax. Mm. Shadowfax? Yeah, keep it's going. Shadowfax, isn't it? Great. And uh, and he just sort of sticks his legs out and it, it's like, that's a kid. <laughs> that's a little kid. <laughs> Sometimes the, the masks are quite obvious. It's just little kids with, with yeah, prosthetic, yeah. scary masks on a lot. Quickly, this was the highest grossing film of 2003 and it made one over a billion dollars at the box mm. office. Do you want to have a guess... You probably won't guess. Shall I just tell you the top 10 of that year? So the competition. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. Five of them, six, clue this one, are sequel. Okay. So is this kind of the the how much they took gross worldwide? Yeah. So this was obviously number one, right? Number one. So what else was in 2003? I can't remember. I can't think. You're going to have to tell me because okay. I can't think of anything. Number 10, Bad Boys 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, number nine. 2003. X-Men 2. Oh, that's a good film. That's a good film. 8, The Matrix Revolutions. That's not a good film. <laughs> Number 7, Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. That's also not a good film. 6th, <laughs> The Last Samurai. Uh, that's okay. Uh, I haven't racist. watched that in a while. I have to watch that again soon, actually. But I think it's a bit racist. <laughs> well, <laughs> <it's> okay. <laughs> Number 5, Bruce Almighty. Oh, which, number 5. Which spawned one of the most... Random sequels ever, Evan Almighty. Never go over that one. Mm, Number yeah. four, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. Okay, yeah, that was quite a bit. Unleash yeah. that monster. Num- yeah. Number three, The Matrix Reloaded. You forget that we got two Matrix films in one year. In one year. Also not good. Also not good. Number three, and it was, wasn't good. Yeah, okay. We've, we've talked about many times how hyped yeah, people yeah. was that film. I know, yeah. Number two is Finding Nemo. Oh, of course. And then number one, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. And then... Like so, this made over a billion dollars, right? Mm. From less than a hundred million dollar budget. The budget was pretty tiny. They made like three films. Like it's it's wild though the budget, like how small the budgets are. Cleaned up. If you think about how much a Marvel movie like costs these days, like let's you know sink two hundred million on a movie without thinking about it. They also trusted a director that hadn't really made any major studio yeah. films or made films of this size. I mean... That's true, yeah. Peter Jackson was well known in in the, you know, the geeky circles for making low-budget horror films and he made, like, Heavenly Creatures and Meet the Feebles is a weird one. And then, and then somehow he got this and they were, again, reading in Nathan's book, it's brilliant, and how it happened and how close it came to not happening as well. It's remarkable. It's remarkable it's it got made. Is it because of the Frighteners, do you think, that he got it? Was it? Because uh, that, that was quite... That, that was bigger, That helped. Wasn't it? That proved that they could do certain things in in New Zealand. At one point... Mm. Uh, where did it end up? Why have I forgotten the name? It nearly was a Harvey Weinstein film for a while. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Yes. Uh, luckily, 
they kind of got bought out or something in the end. They, oh, they God, didn't could happen. you imagine? You imagine it's a Miramax movie. <laughs> well, they want they they wanted at some point to make it like two films instead of three, and <laughs> Sam and Frodo would be like like um, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Yeah. Well, at one point we nearly got Sean Connery. He turned yeah, down. Yeah, we did. Yeah, and they offered him and, um, lots of money. And Patrick Stewart turned down Gandalf as really? well. Really? Yeah. Thank God. It's weird how things happen. It is, isn't, isn't it? Because then you're 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 left with this remarkable film, which is, I have to say, Rich, I think is in my top ten films ever. Yeah, I mean, what this one? Well, Two or... Towers is very high. Yeah. All all of the Lord of the Rings are definitely up there. I, I love them so much. But if I had to pick, then Two Towers. I don't know what I would go second. I really don't. Oh, well, this would be second for me and then Fellowship would but be But Fellowship is so good at the end. The, the Boromir debt, that whole that whole set piece of the, the orcs yeah. turning up. It is. It's it so is. good. And the Mines of Moria, so good. So yeah, good. Yeah, you're right, it is. Oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> You've confused me now. <laughs> I, but I think it's remarkable they ever got made. I think it's... I know a lot of people back before mine or your time... Their trilogy is Star Wars. I think this is my trilogy. Yeah, uh, this is our Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. when it came out. It's it's important to us. It's, I mean, they tried to do it again with the Hobbit, and it obviously didn't do as well. As well, um, it's made this. Um, I know that the, the the Amazon Video Prime TV series that came out last year, which is yeah. the most expensive TV show ever made, is. Thanks to this, but it's a very. Let's get another series, though, right? Hopefully, we're we're getting... I think we are. I think they've said. That I they hope, are, yeah, better too, because they're left on big old bloody cliffhangers. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare do that to me! Uh, and then I think we're getting more Lord of the Rings, another version next year of something or other, or the year after, or maybe an animated. I don't know. Stuff's happening. Okay, it's it's all happening. But this film is brilliant. Rate it out of seven, Rich. What is it? Oh, it's a seven, obviously. It's a seven. It's a seven. <laughs> it's a seven because there were all three of them are sevens. All three of them are sevens. But maybe it's like a this is like a seven seven star mm. seven little little star like an A star and then fellowship is also a seven star and then the two towers is seven star star. <laughs> Good job, Peter Jackson. Everyone involved in this movie. Um, yeah. Thank you. Uh, have you ever gone? Have you ever had the opportunity to go back and watch on big screen yet, Rich? Because quite often um, now they, Odeon's no, or Cineworld, you know they, they, they just played the I extended. haven't seen it since 2004 on a big screen. Mm. Early 2004, I think, was the last time I saw it. So, yeah, no, I haven't. Apparently, um, season two of Rings of Power is expected to premiere in mid-2024. There we go. Summer 2024, so it's on the way. Did you like that? So there must be filming yeah, it, I quite I enjoyed guess. that TV series. It's slow at the beginning, but the last few episodes were great, I thought. And it won't be the final season apparently wow apparently five there are five seasons planned five seasons planned yeah apparently so yeah okay so let's wrap this up we think it's a brilliant film everyone tell us what you thought uh where you were 20 years ago if you watched it 20 years ago if you found it recently and watched it let us know rich what else can you tell us well talking about finding things recently then uh, if you just recently found us and this podcast, you can uh, go back and listen to all our other episodes. They're, uh, we've quite been a bit light on interview episodes recently. You've just had to put up with me and Dave doing our rambly chats. 
But uh, if you want to go back and listen to all those interview episodes, then you can do. There are loads of them. They're really, really good. We've got some really good people on there. We're also lining up some incredibly good people for season six. So uh, I'm, 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 if it all pays off, mm. it's it's going to so. be worth it. It's been really difficult getting people tied down this for season six. The most difficult yet, I think. I blame Twitter. But if it if it pays off, oh my days, this is going to be good. It really is. So keep your fingers crossed for that. Season six be coming soon in early 2024. <laughs> So, yeah, we'll see you back then for more interview episodes. Uh, if you love us, tap us out a little review. If you're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called, give us five stars. Give us a little rating. Write that out for us. really helps other people find the podcast, which is what we want. According to Spotify, we've had a 66% growth in listeners this year. So let's keep that up. Let's keep that up. <laughs> we like those numbers. So, yeah. That's uh, that means we've gone from like three listeners to nine. So yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, let's keep th- keep that going. Yeah, and you know, if you really love us, get yourself onto another slice.com forward slash unequal sequel where you can join our subscription service for two ninety nine a month, and you can get loads of extra stuff. We've got more Twilight stuff coming in box set mentality, which you can tell I'm really excited about and then uh, we've got a brilliant disenfranchised episode coming soon about the holiday and why the holidays never got a sequel and uh, so yeah listen listen out for that one uh join us on another slice 2.99 a month absolute bargain and also get in touch with us on social medias so twitter's gone i don't know what that's called now some nonsense i don't think we'll be on it for much longer to be honest but you can find us on threads find us on blue sky you can find us on tiktok on instagram on carrier pigeon you can send us an email we're une- at unequal sequel all those things and we're unequal sequel at hotmail.com if you want to drop us an email which lots of you do we really like and we will read out all your messages and emails in the end of month roundup might not be an end of month roundup it's going to be a different December. end of month roundup i think yeah. can i just drop in if you've got anything to send please send it now when yes. you hear this Ask us any questions, any sequel stuff, get them in because we'll do like a, a mailbag kind of special if we have enough. Yeah, don't wait to the end of the month because Christmas is in the way. <laughs> and so, and Dave will be in a different country. <laughs> yes, that is true. So, we are going to try and do some sort of transatlantic episode potentially, um, but that might not pay off. So, you know. Watch this space. We kind of have our schedule nailed down for the rest of the month. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Thank you, Richard. Great stuff as always. You're nearly there for this year. Congratulations. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening. Yes, thank you for the people on the Spotify wraps who's, you know, we're up there. And that's very nice to see. And thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm very happy with my Spotify wraps, music and podcasts. Uh, My number one person I listened to this year apparently was Eminem because apparently it's still 2001 uh, in my head. Uh, So thank you, everyone. Uh, I've got nothing to say. It's a bye-bye from me. Bye-bye. And it is a bye-bye from him. Bye-bye from him. Bye. <laughs> that was weird. Crap I said it twice. Uh, you stopped. You stopped. Oh, did I? <laughs> okay, that's weird. <laughs> See you next week. Sequel to this week. Have a good one. Bye-bye. 
think my internet connection went a bit wibbly. Yeah, because I made a joke and you didn't laugh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> do you want to laugh and you can edit it in? Yeah, I just do one now. <laughs> yeah, good one. 